Hello, everyone. I'm Wendy Myers of MyersDetox.com. Welcome to the Myers Detox podcast. Today, we have my very good friend, Dr. Ryan Wolfert on the show, and he is going to be talking about the ABCs of progressing from chronic pain to peak performance. I mean, so many of us today have dealt with pain, acute pain, chronic pain, and it is just life altering. And it sends one, you know, scrambling to address their health issues. And so that's what we're talking about today. We're talking about the, the quick ways that you can get out of pain fast. We're going to talk about, you know, what is the underlying root cause of pain? We talk about the emotional aspects of pain, how emotional trauma and mindset can be big contributing factors to pain. We talk about the connection between uh, spinal health and the brain and the nerves and how that relates to pain. And we'll also be talking about, you know, conditioning and how you have to, you know, keep your body in fairly good condition to combat pain. Uh, we talk about a lot of other different issues surrounding, you know, taking pain medication, prescription and over-the-counter pain medications and the negative health issues they cause. I mean, I definitely took, you know, prescription pain medications when I had lower back pain and I had a bulging disc and I had a, pulled a piriformis muscle and I couldn't walk and, and I would rely on those and they're just, they destroy your liver, they're habit forming, they cause a lot of other issues. I couldn't, you know, feel my pain and I, I wasn't favoring my back. So I kept injuring it over and over and over. And it was just kind of like this, you know, this never ending cycle. And we'll talk about the problems with NSAIDs as well and what those do to your body and your gut. And just a lot of, a lot of really good tips on this show. If you're experiencing chronic pain or looking for underlying root causes, we're talking about, we're on this show, we're going to talk about the, the causes and addressing those causes. And it's an overall body experience. It's, it's an, you know, addressing your overall health. It's not taking a pill. So I know you guys listening to the show are concerned about your heavy metal toxicity load. So I created a quiz that you can take at heavymetalsquiz.com. And after you take that quiz, you'll get kind of your, your body burden level of toxins based on your quiz results. And then you'll get a free video series that talks about, you know, all your frequently asked questions regarding toxins. You know, how long does it take to detox? What kind of testing do I need? Where do I start? Like where do I get started detoxing? I answer all those questions and more in this totally free video series. Just go check it out at heavymetalsquiz.com. Our guest today, Dr. Ryan Wolford, has helped thousands of people upgrade their health, energy, and performance in his multiple wellness, chiropractic, and nutrition clinics, and also online. He has created the Superhuman Brain Masterclass and the Leaky Brain Summit, reaching over 100,000 people worldwide. And in these virtual events, Dr. Ryan brought together the world's top neuroscientists, brain researchers and doctors to share solutions for brain health, performance, and longevity. I talked on that summit as well about how heavy metals affect your brain. And he's an EYL certified mindset specialist, certified in chiropractic sports physician with specialized training as a strength and conditioning specialist and a certified CBP doctor standing for a chiropractic biophysicist. It's a protocol using spinal rehab and postural 
correction to address chronic pain, disease, and organ dysfunction. With 20 plus years of education and clinical experience, Dr. Ryan created the Pain to Performance System, a proven and field-tested program that incorporates healthy lifestyle principles like exercise, nutrition, sleep, spinal health, and mindset training to break free from dependence on a very broken pain care medical system. You can learn more about Dr. Wolford and his work at TotalHealthSpine.com. Ryan, thank you so much for coming on the show. Well, thanks for having me, Wendy. I, I appreciate you having me on here. Yeah, so you are a chiropractor and you deal with tons of people that experience chronic pain and are looking for relief. I certainly have dealt with that. I had back pain for a couple of years and desperately tried everything and physical therapy and decompression and Pilates and, and just all kinds of stuff massage. And so, so let's talk a little bit about chronic pain and, and what your thoughts are on that. A lot of people have been dealing with chronic pain, um, just pain in general, because, you know, 70 million people in just in America are in pain every day. So right here where I am, I guess not where you are anymore, right? <laughs> uh, down in Mexico, but you know, that's 30% of our entire population is in pain. And, you know, the most common treatment that they seek is medical care, especially prescription medication. So I've been in this like pain field, I guess you could say for 20 plus years in, you know, in the clinic setting. So I've been seeing tons and tons of that over my career, given, you know, hundreds of thousands of treatments. And so that's, that's why I wanted to come on here today and just express how big of a problem it is and how the solutions that are currently being offered or that people might not know about like off the top of their head, where they, they, they just reach for even over-the-counter medications, think it's no big deal to take ibuprofen or Tylenol or Advil or Motrin or all these that lead to one, a decrease in the actual healing. You're not even getting to the main issue, the main cause or solutions to the problem. And it can also can create dependence and addiction where your body definitely needs to detox from that. Because like you, I've, I've dealt with pain too. And being a chiropractor, most people think back pain, right? And that is a huge issue, sciatica, nerve pain. What I started with when I was actually 13 years old, eighth grade was migraine headaches. And I, again, that is qualifies, that's a part of chronic pain. And for the most part, you know, in simple terms, chronic pain is recurrent or chronic lasting pain that affects your life, affects your lifestyle, affects what you do, your well-being for more than three to six months if we're putting a time frame on it, that it might get better, but it comes back. And there's no, and a lot of times there's no known reason for it. And that's why, you know, it, people just take medications and they, they mask it because, well, I don't know what's causing it, or maybe they do. And it's still, that's the preferred treatment by the, the general population and general, you know, medical profession. So when I got my first migraine, I was sitting in class trying to read and all of a sudden I couldn't see the words, you know, and, and 
I got numbness and tingling in my hand, almost feel like it felt like I was having a stroke. Again, looking back, I was 13 years old in the eight, you know, eighth grade. So it's not like I knew what the heck was going on. And so I, I just went home and slept and I'm assuming, I can't remember, but I'm assuming I took some Tylenol or some, some, you know, ibuprofen or something that my mom and dad had had in the house that they gave to me. Well, okay, I did that. The, the migraine went away slowly after a day or two, you know, decreased in pain, but then it happened again a, a week later. I knew what was going to happen. I knew I was going to get this headache just because the, the initial symptoms that were coming on, like the numbness, tingling, the the like spots in this aura that it's called. So I went to the, I was in school and I went to my, uh, the, the school office where the secretary was. And I said, you know, I, I'm, I, I'm going to get a headache. I know it's going to be bad. Can, can you give me some ibuprofen? What she did and what she said actually changed my life. I don't use the word lucky very often. And again, it's all these series of you look at it and I look back and I was lucky that this happened or somebody knew what I was going to be doing in life and just understood that, okay, we're going to point him in a different direction here. Cause what the school secretary told me, she's like, well, it doesn't, she's like, I can't, well, one, she said, I can't give you that, which is great. I don't know if they still do that in schools or not. Mm -hmm. Then what she said was, it sounds like you have a pinched nerve you should go see my chiropractor. <laughs> I was like, I didn't know. I was like, whatever. I, I mean, I, I'm not, not like I was driving myself there. I was 13 years old. But a lot of times people would stop there. She didn't. She called my mom to come pick me up. She told my mom about that. My mom took me there because she, she didn't, you know, know. She wasn't a doctor. She was you know, a homemaker. My dad's a builder and a carpenter. It's not like what they were, what they grew up with. They were always, you know, relatively healthy and we ate home cooked meals. But what if one, the school secretary didn't tell me that two, she didn't continue to tell my mom that, or didn't, you know, and my mom said, ah, you don't know what you're talking about. And that's why I'm glad that you're allowing me on here so I can continue telling the story. And that's why I'm on other podcasts and summits. And because I, I love telling that story because it could go either way. I could have been headed down the other path of sickness and disease and medications, all without taking care and finding out what the actual cause was. So that's how I got started with, you know, like the health aspect of of what I do. It's not like right there. I, I decided to be, to become a doctor of chiropractic. No, it was, it was obviously a journey and a progression over time with that, but that's been my experience with, with chronic pain and migraines. Now, since then I've been able to um, like, they went you know, through a series of treatments, chiropractic stretches, therapy, and just in general eating healthier foods. But even then it wasn't like, boom, I'm changing my life right there. This was back in the mid nineties. And it, it was just the first start of the progress that I, I remember that kicked in for me. And I knew that I wanted to do something with health to help people. I didn't know what, but 
this is where it's led me. I know I've been going to a chiropractor since I was a teenager. I've always, you know, luckily my dad was really interested in different kinds of health modalities and I have lifelong, I've been going to chiropractor. I attribute a lot of my, my health to that. But when I was, you know, like you, I had, I've had a baby and then I had gotten terribly out of shape because every time I worked out, I got really nauseated. So I kind of was just doing some mild walking, but I'd never been out of my shape in my whole life. And then I started working out again after the baby, boom, instantly pulled my piriformis muscle. And then uh, had, I mean, literally a two years of rehabilitation. I couldn't walk, I couldn't, it was, it was for more than a few minutes. And then I started working out again and then I had a slip disc uh, from that. And then that's when I started taking Vicodin. I started taking pain medication because I was in such agony that I could not, I couldn't function. I was shaking and I just, I can't, I couldn't deal with this. And I really feel like I developed a habit of every time I was in pain to take a Vicodin. Cause I just, I had like some trauma there where I, I can't, I don't have a high tolerance for pain mm-hmm. at all. And so, and I think there's a lot of people like that, that will begin to have some pain. They'll be prescribed a pain medication prescription, you know, hydrocodone or other types of medications and develop it's habit forming where they like the other effects of it. They like how it makes them feel and they can develop, you know, an addition to it. And that's, this is a very, you know, slippery slope that people uh, have to be aware of that they might like it a little bit too much and start using it even when they're not in pain. Can you talk a little bit about that and some of the, the problems with using Vicodin for chronic pain? Well, like we've kind of already hit on, it's it's not addressing the causes. And I say causes because very, I don't think it's just one cause. And that's where medication comes in. Okay, so if, if there's one cause, then this technically or you know principally will take care of it or theoretically would take care of it. But because our, our bodies are multifactorial, because we can move, because we are exposed to different toxins in our lifestyles, because we of the places that we live, the stresses that we're under, you know, I take more of a multi-causal approach, multi-solution approach to chronic pain. It's not, you know, again, being a chiropractor, a lot of people come in, they might see me and say, all right, fix me you know, lay your hands on me and fix me. And that's, <laughs> yeah. that is so outside of my philosophy of, you know, I, I run this uh, Facebook group called be your own guarantee. And that's basically my tagline is you have to be your own guarantee. Don't walk in, don't listen to this, even and think we are going to save you by giving you that magic bullet, that magic pill, because it, it doesn't exist because of the other factors in our lives. And so I, I break it down into a few things is, our thinking, our like breathing, I've, I know you know about that too, is a huge part of, of healing from chronic pain and then conditioning our body as well through exercise, through light, through uh, like nutrition, sleep. And here's the danger that I hear a lot from people is when we start talking about lifestyle, we start talking about nutrition, we start talking about exercise, a very common response, like, oh, I, I, I know that. I know that. And that's dangerous to keep saying you know it, but yet here you are in the position that you are, no matter where that is. And that's part of the thinking aspect of it, too, is we have to adapt and upgrade our mindset to the to these 
other possibilities. So when I say, you know, in, I want the listener to really take this into take this to heart when you start saying I know to your doctor or, I, or, or to a lifestyle performance specialist, whoever you're talking to, to a detox specialist. Oh, I, I know I should do that. I know, but but what? But no, no. There's got to be something else. Here's what it is. It's not flashy. It's not sexy, but it's it works every time. You got to be simple with your actions. You got to be consistent with them over time. It's not just time, it's the action and the effort that we put into it. It doesn't have to be hard. So that's another thing people think is, oh, this has got to be hard either one because they've been told or they've learned that health is hard or being healthy is hard, eating healthy is hard, exercise is hard to do, is to be consistent with it. But no, that that's the, I guess, hardness or difficulty that they see is being consistent with it because for anything to work, you have to be consistent with these efforts. And we don't force it, but we have to have a good work ethic and we have to provide effort, not just sit there over time and not do anything. Yeah. So with, with Vicodin, with hydrocodone, it's, man, you, you mentioned those and it starts, I mean, it just it screws up the physiology where you've mentioned it, the addiction, and also the dependence that we have on it. It becomes a habit because that habit is easy to do, right? Just, you know, the actual physical act of putting a pill into your body, it's pretty easy. Super easy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and we've been, you know, trained for lack of a better word, but we have that that's, that's what you have to do. So we all have to do a better job uh, as you know, health practitioners, physicians, doctors, everybody in the health field of not encouraging, and this is my one of my least favorite terms, a quick fix, because we all know that it doesn't exist, you know, and everything that you do leading up to that quick fix has an effect. Just like with me, with my migraines and patients that I've treated over the years, everything they've done since they've come to see me or everything I've done since seeing the chiropractor for the first time will lead whether what type of results that I get. And I know we're being a little bit vague here, but we'll get into the nuts and bolts of, of what that yeah. is. Yeah. And with the, the whole Vicodin thing and or taking pain medication, it's like you take that, you can't feel your pain. So you're not kind of careful. And I felt like I was re-injuring my back over and over and over again because I couldn't yeah. feel it. it. It made my problem worse. And I think people also that take NSH or they take, you know, Advil and Aleve and these over-the-counter medications, they don't realize that destroys their gut. It's like a grenade in your gut. And that's the last thing you want to do that can, that leads to so many other health issues. So what is your take on some better choices for addressing chronic back pain and other types of pain? Well, one, it's, you know, we talked about it, getting to the, the solutions of causes, the causes and solutions and where we want to look at is the basic lifestyle healthy principles again like i said it's not sexy but we need to keep hearing it over and over again so we're talking and i'll break it down into three that i've mentioned already is you know the, the thinking our mindset because we go into it thinking i mean mindset is so i think it's the foundation what we need to address first because we have these subconscious, we have these thoughts that are 
we don't even know that are going on, right? And we have to bring them into awareness into, because whatever we think we will do sustainably. All right. We might have a one, like one off action, like, okay, I'm going to go exercise. I'm going to eat this salad, but unless our mindset matches with who we are, we identify ourselves as a healthy person or somebody who never misses a workout or somebody who will always have good posture, whatever that is, we'll always fall back to the level of our standards and our, and our mindset. So for example, so what are some like thinking type things when I say thinking, how do we change our thinking? Well, what we can do is start to be aware. I call it identify you know, identify our self-limiting thoughts, especially as it relates to pain, especially as it relates to health. Like, let's say you have chronic pain. And if you're listening to this, you probably do. And you start asking yourself questions or telling yourself statements like, this is just the way it is. I just got to live with it. There's nothing else that I can do. Um, I'm always going to have something. And I think that could be a very, that can be ingrained in someone's head when they hear that from a physician, because the physician has a limited toolkit and they're not addressing underlying root causes. I think that can be implanted in someone's mind and there's always something that can be done. I think people have to be very aware of that. Mm -hmm. That's exactly right. It's implanted in there. It's the experiences, the influences from people that they trust, doctors, teachers, parents, you know, especially as they're getting, as they're aging or they're, you know, kids like we were when we first experienced, you know, issues that we had. What if, again, the school secretary would have told me, well, this is just the way it is. You know, you're just getting old. I'm like, well, it's thir- I'm 13 years old, but we're all getting older, no matter how long we live. It doesn't mean we have to get old and frail. But anyway, that's, that's something that I hear over and over again from patients like, oh, I'm just getting old. I'm like, oh boy. And then I, I throw that at him as like, so when I'm, you know, what, however old that they are, when I'm your age, that's how I'm going to feel. Well, no, it's like, so it's not age. It's, it's the, the, so that's where it leads from is that thought that it's like a weed, right? That just keeps growing and growing and crowds out all the other good stuff. So I know this, it kind of sounds woo woo, like, oh, we got to have happy thoughts. And it's not, not just about that, because just like there's toxicities, like physical toxicities, that sometimes no matter how much, you know, great nutrients you take, those toxicities are still there in your brain. You know, the heavy metals, the environmental toxins, the glyphosate. It doesn't matter how many happy thoughts or positive thoughts that you put in, if you have something that's interfering with those positive thoughts taking root and actually leading to the actions that will create a healthy body and healthy, you know, healthy mind, then it, it's just not going to work. So that's the, one of the first things to do. It's called learn your language. It's part of like the, the four pillars that I teach of like a, a mindset training. It's learning your language. And we don't want to like dwell in that because that can lead to like, the negative Nancy and, you know, the the negative mindset, if you allow yourself to do it. But what we want to do is just observe the thoughts that we have without judgment, without like, huh, I I just either maybe said it out loud or in your head. I'm a big fan of journaling, actually writing it down. But with that one, you have to be careful that you're not going to 
go into the weeds and experience what that is and thinking that, you know what, there is nothing I can do about it. This is the way it's always been. And just like detoxification of the brain and the body, it's not going to be a one-time thing. It takes simple and consistent practice to get better at it. It's a skill. You know, meditation is another part of that. Sometimes, and I used to get intimidated by that word meditation because you're like, I don't, I don't know how to meditate. Do you know how to breathe? And that's, that's basically the, the part of meditation that I like to teach is, is the different ways that you can breathe. Because with chronic pain, that is another issue that people have is one, when you're in pain that affects your breathing and the appropriate breathing sequence and pattern. And then when that happens, well, that leads to that cycle of more pain and other dysfunction and, and other issues. So breathing is another thing I love teaching clients on how to do because it's such a, like I said, I'm not a flashy guy. I like to keep things very simple just for me and clients. Cause when, when, you know, patients and clients are in pain, you don't want to make it complicated. And I've, you know, treated and, and had clients with brain fog and brain issues and anxiety and depression. So when they can't concentrate, you, you can't give them a whole lot to do, but you have to do enough to where it keeps them challenged or else it's going to fall off. So that's where the progression comes in with that too. But, you know, just simple breathing. I have to remind myself of that. I have to take time. And if you have if you're experiencing any type of chronic pain, back pain, sciatica, nerve pain, that dysfunction is more than likely there with your breathing. And if you can't get enough air in the lungs it, throughout the body, it, it, well, it does a couple of things with the breathing. Let me go back to even like the scientific part of that. One, it starts to work the muscles, right? It starts to get blood flow into the muscles, into the joints, into the discs, into the spine, which the spine, you know, it's the core of our body. You think about an apple, guess what? That's the core. The spine is. When people think about core, they think about abs, right? I'm going to do some core training. And it's not just that. It's, it's the trunk. It's the spine. It gives that stability. So, and then the second part of it is it activates the nervous system, namely the parasympathetic nervous system for you to relax. So those go together, actually, with the breathing and also the thinking. They go very well together because now you can calm your brain down. And these thoughts can come out to where we can identify what your limiting statements are, the limiting questions, because questions you got to watch out for too. That, because our brain thinks in questions like, why does this always happen to me, Right. And we could like change the tone of that, say, why does this always happen to me? Like, and you're thinking of, which is the second part of the four pillars of mindset training that I incorporate into the, the ABCs is counting your wins. And that's gets to the fun part. Counting your wins is not thinking positive. It's not, you know, I'm sorry to say it. Part of it is because sometimes thinking positive is, is stuff that hasn't happened before and you're trying to convince yourself that it is going to happen when in fact you might not believe it because you have this self-limiting belief from an experience or influence from somebody in the past that's led to your perceptions and belief systems. And then that leads to the expectations you have for the world. But counting your wins is going throughout your day and 
picking out every single, doesn't matter how minute, when it is that you experienced. So let's say that, you know, normally you have, you know, on a scale of zero to 10, you're, you're, you have a migraine or your back pain is a you know, normally like a nine out of 10, you know, almost debilitating. But today it was a seven out of 10. That's a win. I know you're, it's still above that threshold where it's affecting your life. But when we retrain the brain that way, the new neural pathways get laid down. You know, now we start to inhibit the old brain because we're bringing the conscious awareness into it. We get rid of that amygdala hijack and the, the limbic escape, which, which in case the listeners don't know is, you know, the back part of your brain, that's where all these primitive, the old part of your brain, the emotions live. And that's where a lot of these painful experiences live. And I know you mentioned that in the past, the trauma you had in the past, not just physically, but how that led to the habit of just taking the pill as well. Yeah, I so think those are a couple yeah. of things. Yeah. Yeah. I Go mean, ahead. I think trauma, emotional trauma plays a huge role in physical experience of pain. I, I think people don't think about that. They are, they're not aware of that. That's stuff that happened in the past, even their children, separation trauma from parents and other kinds of things can lead to pain syndromes and severe pain. And you can't just positive your way out of that. You, you do, you have gratitude, of course, but you know, there's so many things you can do to transmute very simply transmute these negative emotions to help with physical pain and people, they just don't connect the two. I love how you said that. Cause it reminded me of one of my favorite analogies of how to describe how perceived threats can cause pain or anxiety or inflammation, negative mindset and how your body can feel pain when it's not necessarily a, a damage to a tissue, right? Damage to a muscle or a ligament. But you think it's the, a physical like, problem because you're yeah. feeling physical pain. It's, it can, it's confusing. Yep. Yes. And, you know, you've probably heard this is the, the threat bucket analogy or the stress bucket analogy where you want to think of your, your brain and your nervous system as the bucket, right? So what happens is throughout our day, so our brain and nervous system is constantly just evaluating what is happening in our world, right? Both externally and then internally. So we get, I think it's 400 billion pieces of information every second your brain and nervous system has to decide, is this safe or is it unsafe? So if it's unsafe or it perceives it, so it could be a real threat or a stress or a perceived threat or a stress. So it could be some sort of emotion. It could be something physical. It could be an accident. It could be like bending down or whatever is repetitive type things. So every time that it perceives a threat or a stress, a drop goes in the bucket. So now th this is the amazing part of the, you know, the brain, you know, you know about this because you were on my, you know, superhuman brain masterclass and leaky brain summit. And just, it, it is, we have not even touched the surface on how amazing the brain is, but I like to simplify it though, because I don't want to overwhelm myself or anybody else. When those drops go in the bucket, the bucket starts filling up. If that water or if the, those stresses get to that top rim and especially overflows, your brain thinks it's going to die. And if the brain dies, that means, okay, you die, it dies. So it doesn't want that. So it does anything it can to mitigate that threat. 
So here's the cool part. It's, it's like the perfect design or a cruel joke, however you want to think about it. I think it's a perfect design. So think about that bucket now. And about halfway to two-thirds of the way up, there's a overflow valve or there's like a spigot or a, a spout coming out of that bucket to where if that water level or that threat level gets right there, it disperses that, not the threat. It doesn't get rid of the, well, I should say that. It, it gets rid of, yeah, that threat, but it turns it in the fact of a, like it's a red flag or it's a white flag actually saying, hey, I need help. So that could be pain that you feel because it's your, your brain is trying to get you to do something about that threat that's building up inside your body, inside your bucket. So that's why these emotional traumas, emotional threats, they're perceived the same way by the brain. It fills up the bucket and it's letting it out. It might let it out as pain as inflammation, as an infection, as difficulty losing weight, as migraine, as low energy. Every symptom that you feel is your brain's way of saying, okay, there's, there's something happening here. It might not be a physical thing wrong with that part of your body. Like for example, with the slip disc or sciatica, it's, it's, you know, sometimes I, <laughs> I kind of smile when I'm, assessing somebody and I'm like even working up here in this part and they're having low back pain. Like, no, no, it's down here. And that goes into the whole other issue of, well, if we keep addressing or like where the pain is, again, your brain's like, oh, I'm getting attention for this. It's like these, these unconscious things that we do. I'm getting attention for this. I'm going to keep this pain. I'm going to but if we find out where the cause is, it, whether it's a physical, chemical, mental, emotional, whatever it is, and that's why, I mean, I work, we look at the full body. We don't just look at where the pain is or the symptom is because we know it doesn't necessarily mean there's damaged tissue right there. So we look up here, we look everywhere down the feet because that's how they walk. We take x-rays of the spine standing because guess what? That's how your body works. So that those are some of the things that we do. And that, I think I got off topic there a little bit. Sorry about that. But with that threat bucket analogy, that's why we can feel pain in other areas of the body that there aren't symptoms. And we can feel pain from emotional trauma. Yeah, it's just, uh, it's amazing all the different underlying root causes of pain that can be, people can have. I mean, it's just so varied and multifactorial. And so, and so how can people with chronic back pain get back to peak performance? Is there anything else that we haven't talked about or anything that you do, you know, how you work with people that helps them get up mm -hmm. back to normal functioning? Yeah. You know, the, the, one of the things that we haven't really mentioned is like it's the C of my ABCs, conditioning the body, conditioning the brain, but especially the body through movement and then also through, through posture and spinal health. And we've, we've touched on it a little bit. And I will say this, not all you know, chiro chiropractors are created the same or I shouldn't say created, but, but yeah, I guess that's a good word for it, are developed because we learn different things, just like there's a lot of different specialties 
with medicine and into you know, all the different types of even our, in our in our line of work right there's detox specialists there's you know nutrition intermittent fasting all all different types of dietary eating lifestyles so when when we treat the spine and when we look at the body and the spine we want to make sure we're addressing the the posture and movement and I use a technique called, it's called CVP. It's chi called chiropractic biophysics or clinical biomechanics of posture. And it's actually the most research scientific based protocol and program out there because we actually use three main things, exercises, you know, corrective postural exercises. Most people are not symmetrical, not because that's the way they were born, but because of different stresses that they've placed on their body over time where they might be shifted one way or they're, you know, this slump posture, most people are pretty familiar with. People are watching, they can see me do these different motions because I got a nice long neck so I can get in these different uh, positions. But with chronic pain or with pain, what happens is you might get an injury and take a posture to take stress off the structures that were injured so let's say I, I shift over this way, but then as the pain goes away, your, your body doesn't automatically just shift back to that neutral position. It will stay there because your brain has retrained it to be in that position. So that's, that's part of what we do is address not just the posture through adjustments, that's part of it, but we do EAT, we eat. So exercises, we do corrective adjustments, and then there's a traction component, which the traction is actually very unique to this because by analyzing their posture through x-ray, we can identify what their spine looks like, what it should look like in general. You know, there's, there's average normals, but based on the shape of their pelvis, let's say, or the, the, the shape of their thoracic spine and rib cage, well, now we can identify what the curves should be in the spine because you should have three equal curves, a 40 degree one in the neck, like a banana shape. Think about that banana there, banana in the mid back, and then a banana in the low back, which they balance each other out. You know, your body is, a, is an amazing balance machine. So with stresses, either chemically, neurologically, physically, these things, these curves, your spine gets out of alignment. We're able to identify what your normal is, if it is that average ideal normal, or based on the shape of your, your, your pelvis and rib cage, is it something different? So now through different forces that we place on the spine through traction that we identify through the x-rays, we're able to, to retrain and remold the ligaments and muscles in the right position. Exercises are great, but if the ligaments are fibrotic, if the ligaments are you know, worn down more on one side or the other, we have to, you know, stretch and mold those in the right position. Similar, the analogy I use every day is, I'd say pretty close to every day with patients and clients and this whoever that's asking about it is teeth, right? Crooked teeth. So we can't just push on our teeth to get them straight if they've gotten in a position of where, where you don't want them we have to put braces on or orthodontist puts braces on them to straighten them out and put them in the position that they're supposed to be or that you want them. Traction on the spine is very similar. 
it's different in the fact that you don't wear a traction device 24 hours, seven days a week in most cases. So in severe forms of scoliosis, sometimes you do. But overall, I find that that doesn't work as well as focused areas of like using a specialized brace for that. But this is outside the scope of what we're talking about here is using specialized like different blocks or machines in our office. But if you're not local, then we can do that. I can consult with people remotely or virtually. So that's what we do. Exercises, adjustments, and traction to help remold the spine into the right position and then into the healthy position, taking stress off of the nerves, off of the spinal cord. So now we can express that full expression coming from the brain down through the spinal cord to every cell, tissue, tissue and organ in the body. So that's how we do that in our office and combine also nutrition, combine other lifestyle measures that we've talked about as well. And, and where are you located? I'm in Lansing, Michigan. Okay, fantastic. And it's a way to people to work with you remotely, say if they, yeah. they can't go to, to Michigan? So I would say go to our website, totalhealthspine.com. But then I highly encourage you to join my free Facebook group, Be Your Own Guarantee. You can, I'm sure in the show notes that uh, you'll put that there, Wendy, a link to that. But then you can just, again, Google, not Google. <laughs> go on Facebook, search for it. I know, you know, that's where I'm housing it right now to deliver a lot of my, my daily content, my daily advice on incorporating these healthy lifestyle strategies into your, into your life. Yeah. Fantastic. And yeah. can you talk about the role that weight has on chronic pain? A lot of people are very overweight and maybe don't mm -hmm. connect that to why they're in pain or have knee pain that takes your you know, back out of whack. Yeah. Can you talk about that? Well, of course, you know, you know, weight is another one of those issues where we talked about that threat bucket, stress bucket analogy, where when you have that threat, yours, you know, if that's an issue that you're having is that is how your body exhibits. Okay. There's, there's some sort of threat here. I'm going to hold on to this weight. It's going to, it's going to be harder for it to come off. And you know, as well as I do, the toxicities like to get stored in the fat cells the toxicities get stored in the joints as well. So when we talk about it, it's not always a physical issue. And growing up, I always thought, okay, my knee hurts. That's got to be a physical issue. So with like knee pain and back pain and chronic pain, when it's a weight issue, yes, it can be a mechanical issue, but it's also a chemical issue with the toxicities that have built up in the body. And I think it's God, I wish I had the stat off the top of my head, but by decreasing your weight by like maybe 10%, you decrease the amount of stress on the knee by like five times, just by, just by that little bit. By decreasing the weight or losing you know 20 pounds, it decreases the amount of pressure on the discs of your back by, geez, I think it's like 50%. If it's a pound, like, with the low back or with the, with the spine, losing 20 pounds, doesn't matter if you're hundred pounds overweight or 50 pounds overweight, it decreases the pressure and the, the stress on the discs and on the spine by 50%. You know, I can't really stress enough how staying in shape and strengthening my core, my stomach muscles and lower back also 
prevents re-injury. Because you know, once you have a slip disc or a bulging disc, it's always kind of like a weak point. At least yeah. for me, it feels like that. And if I have periods where I have the pandemic, not not exercise as much as I could have, you know, I definitely re-injured my back. But now that I'm working out almost every single day, I feel so strong. I don't feel anywhere close to having like a weakness there, watching mm-hmm. what I bend over. I don't have to favor it. And, I, and I've noticed that if I, if I stay strong and in shape, it's, you know, a strong summit muscle is good to go. But the minute I start getting weak, I, I feel, I feel like kind of teetering on the brink of disaster <laughs> again. Yeah. Oh, no, you're exactly right. Cause I think movement or exercise in general has taken a backseat over the last five, 10 years to nutrition. You know, you can't just, you know, yes, we want to eat a healthy diet, but we also have to make sure our body is moving our body is made to move and also stress itself to get stronger because you know that's one of the things people you know i already mentioned you know it's what is it uh uh, see i I always try to get it out of my head like the whole aging thing right oh you're getting old every my, my friends give me a hard time about it because every birthday they tell me i'm getting old because they know like nope I'm not getting, no, I'm getting older. That doesn't mean I'm getting old. That That's a whole mindset shift, mindset reframe. And as we age, yes, we, we tend to get a little bit stiffer because the stresses have added up on our body. Mobility is a big issue. And it depends on the area of your body. But like how you mentioned, the low back, the, the core area, the stomach, because we have a, what 75% of our muscles in the core, the, 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 uh, our midsection are diagonally oriented. So if we're just doing a bunch of crunches, which I'm sure you're not doing, you're doing planks, you're doing side planks, you're doing diagonal rotation, movement type act- activities, different wood chops. Uh, that's what I call them, wood chopping activities. I don't do wood chopping. I do Pilates. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, but that's conditioning all the different areas, right? <laughs> and the wood chopping is a guy thing. Yeah. Well, I'm talking, I, I I actually do want to start wood chopping, actually doing that. I'm talking with like a medicine ball or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I, I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> uh, but no, you're, I'm glad that you uh, touched on that because movement, exercise, and that also, again, stems from your posture. When we get hunched over, our posture spine gets so out of whack not only can it cause pain, but now we're not going to be able to move as well. Pain, mood, blood pressure, lung capacity are all influenced by our posture. There's nothing more influenced by our posture than than our healthy functions of our body. And that was way back in 94. They found that from the American Journal of Pain Medicine. Every physiologic function is influenced by our posture. And they've done studies showing how in spine journal, which again, it's not a a chiropractic journal, that's a mainstream medical journal in the early 2000s showing that this posture there, that kyphotic posture can take up to 15 years off of people's lives Mm -hmm. because, I mean, extrapolating from that because it's just affecting how your heart beats how your how your lungs expand, how your you know your your insides, how your gut digests food. So that's why going even back to full circle at the beginning of this, when we talked about a a multifactorial 
multi-causal, multi-systems approach to health is not, again, not just one thing, but unleashing and unlocking the power of your body to do those through eating and nutrition, through detoxing, through breathing techniques, through uh, you know, posture and spine, movement, exercise, mindset, sleep. We didn't even talk about sleep, but that's, that's another thing where your body actually heals too. Yeah. And can we talk about some tips, some quick tips to get out of pain quickly? Because mm -hmm. one thing that worked for me, or I had, I had a girlfriend actually that had a severe pain syndrome. She would have to get mm. spinal blocks on a regular basis because she had R, what's called RSD or, you know, I forget the exact acronym, but it's RSD. It just has pain randomly throughout the body and it's just completely debilitating, high suicide rate because it's so painful. And she said the fastest thing for her was fasting. That would get her out of pain, reduce the inflammation the fastest. For me, it was uh, indispensable was gel ice packs. Mm -hmm. doing that for like 10 minutes a day, but no more too much can cause more inflammation, but doing a gel pack for 10 minutes a day before I went to sleep was amazing. The days that I did it, I didn't have as much pain the next day. The days I didn't do it, I had, you know, same amount of pain. Um, any other tips there? And that I was, yes. I'm, I'm glad that you mentioned that about the ice and only like 10 minutes because I was a big ice fan. You know, I loved ice but just how you said it can blunt the actual good inflammatory response. So now I've gone to more of a, of a contrast, like five minutes ice, five minutes heat, five minutes ice, five minutes heat. So the ice is definitely nice for pain control, but we don't want to blunt the response. Uh, infrared, I know you're a big fan of infrared. We have what's called a K laser and also an ultimate light, like it's our red light therapy room in our physical brick and mortar office. But those are good tips to get out of pain fast. You know me, I said, I don't like uh, quick fixes or, but yes, in those times where like, oh my God, I gotta do something. Those are my, uh, my go-to and also supplements like taking vitamin C, taking um, like magnesium, essential oils, even uh, like enzymes to help to increase the, the healing of the tissues. Because you know, people, what? What is their go-to? Many times they're injured. They, well, drugs we already talked about or in the over-the-counter ones, ibuprofen, non-steroidal anti-inflammatories, what those do, <laughs> so they actually decrease your body's ability to heal. It might feel better at the time, but a month later, you are predisposing yourself to hurting yourself even more. That's probably why you felt the way you did with your, with your spine, because by taking those, now the, the ligaments are getting weaker. The muscles are getting weaker. The bones are getting weaker. So of course, if that's happening, it's not going to be able to, to uh, one, get rid of the pain fully and sustain that. But two, you're going to set yourself up and predispose yourself to further pain and that leads into that chronic, that chronic pain cycle. Yeah, I can't even tell you how much infrared helped me with my my pain as well. I would do a infrared session. I had like a, a specific red light. There's tons mm -hmm. of them on the market now. There wasn't at that time. I had back issues, but this was like 10 years ago. But my PT had one, and it was like $1,500. It was crazy expensive at that time. And then I put that on my back, and man, it was 
it was amazing. Mm -hmm. It was a very, very focused red light therapy. It was a, you know, very, very, you know, concentrated and man, that, that was amazing. It would get me out of pain so quickly, reduce that inflammation super fast. Yeah, because it helps with the inflammation, but doesn't get rid of the circulation. We want the circulation. We want the good stuff coming in. And that's how I describe it to my clients and patients with red light therapy or or K-laser is it's like a magnet. It brings in like the, the good nutrients, oxygen, blood flow, and gets rid of the waste and just helps circulate it. Now, if you did something like that, or at least this is what we recommend for our patients is don't ice it immediately after like 24 to 48 hours, you know, don't put ice on it because we want that response to come on. For example, basketball season is, is winding up here for our high school season and got a call from a a parent yesterday saying, Oh, my son just sprained his ankle. Can I bring him in for K laser? So brought him in and just swollen. And we've seen this like just it's swollen and we do the laser on it. And sometimes we measure it before and after and the swelling goes down by, you know, an inch, depending on where, where it is that we do the, the K laser. And it's it, because it, it helps the healing. It doesn't blunt the healing. Fantastic. Yeah. There's so many cool therapies out there. There's so many things you can do for pain that your doctor just has no clue about uh, at all, or doesn't have time mm-hmm. to do it, or isn't interested, or can't explain it to you. They don't know, yeah. most likely that they don't know about it. So you yeah. have to be your, you know, but you're the only person that's going to be your best health advocate. So I love that you have this Facebook group, be your own, own guarantee. guarantee yeah. There's no one that's going to do this work for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to find, you know, influencers you trust, health advocates that you trust and learn as much as you can and do what works for you, what resonates for you, because it's no one has that time to invest in you like, like you. And no one's going to yes. care as much as you do. Um, so tell us where we can join this Facebook group. Go to Be Your Own Guarantee or just put that in the Facebook um, group. It's at, I think it's BYO Guarantee is that's because I had to take that one, but it's BYOG. That's, that's kind of like my battle cry in the office and also online now in this group is we got to learn how to be our own guarantee and you learn how to be your own guarantee. So you can break free from chronic pain, but also break free from any dependence that you have on a very broken pain care medical system. Fantastic. Well, Ryan, thanks so much for coming on the show. You're such a wealth of information and I love speaking on your summits. You provide such important information and content for people. So thank you for doing what you do. And uh, tell us what your website is again. It's totalhealthspine.com. And guess what? If you can't find the Be Your Own Guarantee group, just email me. It's, you know, my uh, email's on the website and I'll get it to you. Okay, fantastic. Well, Ryan, thanks for coming on the show. And everyone, my name is Wendy Myers of MyersDetox.com. Thanks so much for tuning in every week because I am so passionate about providing you with information on how to address the underlying root causes of your health issues and your symptoms so that you can eradicate them forever from your life. And so I'm on this health journey with you guys and I love educating you guys. So thanks so much for tuning in every week and I will talk to you guys very soon. 
The Myers Detox Podcast is created and hosted by Wendy Myers. This podcast is for information purposes only. Statements and views expressed on this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast, including Wendy Myers and the producers, disclaim responsibility for any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. Individuals on this podcast may have direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.